News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Brought to you by Stonehenge Pizza. To be perfectly honest, our pizza is not very good, but at least our restaurant has a cool name. At Stonehenge Pizza, truth in advertising is our main ingredient, and we trust it will help us earn your business. Stonehenge Pizza. We also failed our health inspection. Yes. I think they call that managing expectations, Alan. <laughs> no, know. that's why I was out sick last week. I went there. <laughs> oh, he hit up Stonehenge Pizza. Anyway, welcome to a Tool Talk Radio coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. And I'm Alan Gilbreth with... Let's see, who am I with this week? Let's go with uh, darkoakmedia.com. All right, you sure you got that figured out? And we got our buddy Max behind the glass, who was, uh, he was missed last week, Alan. It's good to have you back, Max. Uh, You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we always invite you to go over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and uh, check out all the action over there. Well, Alan, uh, suddenly winter showed up. Here yeah, in the who turned that on? Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, my gosh! And uh, Alan, it came home to me in a in a in a big way this week. Um, I've had my kitchen pipes freeze twice this week, mm. and I mean, I do the precautions. I open the cabinet doors. I leave the faucets dripping, and yet, even among all that, and I think it has to do with my uh, the faucet handle. I, I think it there's something can. there. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into indeed. that. There's lots of uh, you know cold weather you know things that you have to think about when it when a uh, when a uh, winter shows up. So we're going to talk yeah. about that a little bit. We've got our must-have item of the week. We got our buddy Jay Hill dropping in shortly. Awesome. Um, you know, uh, roofing issues never stop. That's a 365 day a year, you know, 24 hour a day situation. So we're going to do that. If uh, if there's time, Alan, I'd like to talk about a really interesting project I'm in the middle of in refurbishing 140 year old antique doors. That's what I'm in. I'm in the middle of that. So uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, anyway, there's and you've got something uh, interesting you're going to share with us and we're not going to tease it at all. Nope. nope, We're just going to throw it at you. So it's all coming at you today on Tool Talk Radio. But before we get to any of that, and now, Tool Talk Radio's weekly salute. Sometimes you just need to take a load off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After winning the 2016 World Series, Javier Baez took a load off, uh. spending that postseason winter relaxing at his Florida farm. You wouldn't think he's a farmer, would you, Alan? But he you know, he likes to, he's a country he boy. After a long day of snow skiing, it's always nice to be able to take a load off and relax by a roaring fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Max, the producer, discovered a YouTube channel devoted entirely to posting reruns of H.R. Puffin stuff, he decided, in the interest of scientific curiosity, to take a load off and binge watch 50 episodes in a row, whereafter, for the next several weeks, his colleagues at Cumulus Media observed him wandering the studios with a nervous twitch and a haunted stare, performing his duties mechanically, a shell of the man he once was. Well, I could have warned him about that. I mean, that explains a lot. I was there when it was real. <laughs> Between that and the Stonehenge pizza, he was It definitely in. didn't help. And, of course, recently, mm. Alan Gilbreth was forced to take a load off when he was sent to the emergency room after participating in the first inaugural Robot Rodeo, a new event designed to be more humanitarian by replacing the animals with robot counterparts. 
However, the festivities took a decided downturn when the animatronic bucking Broncos became self-aware <laughs> and stormed the bleachers in protest, scattering fans and destroying the announcer's booth, the beer tent, and the rodeo clown's changing room, <laughs> only ending their rampage when they were finally dispatched by an enraged Alan Gilbreth, wielding only a lasso <laughs> and a reciprocating saw, as he made an heroic final stand in defense of the funnel cake booth. <laughs> never, oh, I never, wish I could have seen that, Alan. Never doubt a man with a good reciprocating <laughs> saw. Let me tell you. Yes. He can do some damage. Oh, yeah. Yes, taking a load off is not only important for our well-being, but it also has relevance in the home improvement world, especially when we find ourselves working with heavy pieces of lumber and other large building materials. So today we celebrate one of the most basic yet necessary items for all craftspeople. My friends, we give you sawhorses. Oh, yeah. Never let it be said here that, you know, here at Tool Talk, Alan, never let it be said that we uh, overlook the the obvious or, the, mm. I, you know, the things we, it, it would be easy to take for granted. You look around, it's like, what should we salute this week? Well, there's the humble sawhorse just sitting there. So when do you th what do you think the first sawhorse was? I didn't even bother. It was saying, a tree stump. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I can absolutely guarantee it was like a really big rock or a tree stump or something. Can and, you guarantee because you were there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I can't actually give you a real story. Is that at one facility we had these huge trees cut down and the landscaping company, I looked at them and said, man, can you cut me two or three pieces of that about three foot long? Oh, yeah. And they did. And they rolled them over by my shop and stood them up. I could have made a fortune selling tree stumps. Well, I was Because they were the greatest. They, they were perfect. You could beat them. You could bounce, bang stuff on them. You could, uh, it, it, there was nothing you could do to harm them. Right. They're tree no. stumps. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, and it's something that's kind of satisfying, too, when you can just uh, oh, just smack something. something. You can, oh, you yeah. can light it, you know, you could hit hit, hit it with a blowtorch. Yeah. It's just going to kind of caught her. Sawhorse needs to take a load off after taking all of our beatings. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but Alan, the uh, sawhorse, it's funny because, you know, folks, if you're, if you're you know, new to, uh, like, if you're a new homeowner or mm -hmm. something, it's easy to say, okay, well, let's pick up a drill for the house. Oh, yeah. Let's pick up a set of hand tools. Trust me, people, get get yourself a couple of sawhorses. They're so portable yes. now. Yes. Uh, and and pretty strong. You can get a lot of uh, plastic ones that they collapse, and you can just tuck them behind a shelf, stick them in the back of your garage. And just having that work two or three feet higher, boy, think, oh. of, the, think of how much it saves your back. Oh, Alan. my gosh. Your back will love you. Yeah. And, and really, I don't care how old you are. Not being bent over like that makes all the difference on a job. Yeah, and by the way, because I can speak from personal experience, if you're some young hotshot in your late 20s and you just bought your first <laughs> and you you think, I can bend any direction I want, I can mm -hmm. lift anything I want, I can, mm -hmm. you, trust me, folks, her hernias, uh, back problems <laughs> hit, affect us all if you don't take care of your back. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, it's it's important. But, uh, th you know, the humble sawhorse, Alan, and it's nice when you don't have to do any research. I mean, I couldn't tell you who invented it, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It was Lord Henry Sawhorse of Sussex. I don't know. It might very well have been, Max. You never know. So, All right, Alan, uh, I'm, I'm interested in hearing your – this is a little surprise thing you're going to bring yep, us when yep, we come I'm back. I'm just going to so. have one of those. You had to have been there to see it. Okay, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about my adventure with frozen pipes. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We'll be right back.
Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. People really don't know how to finish wood properly. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Once again, Max is trying to trigger me with that elitist Ron Swanson. <laughs> Lots of people are woodworkers too, Ron. Not just you. And welcome back. Boy, he really hacks me off with his... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. Ron Swanson, get off your hussaw horse. Yeah, no kidding, man. Who does he think he is? You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to uh, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page for a multitude of reasons. Mm. We want you to share your adventures in home improvement. Uh, we want you to check out our must-have item of the week, which I've already posted. And we want you to uh, scroll down and find links to our past episodes, which oh, yes. Alan dutifully uh, posts up there. And, uh, you know, they're Spotify. That's that's kind of our go-to uh, platform. Take us, take us with you. Yeah, we you know we can be found on Spotify. We we invite you to go listen to all of our past shows. Give us a five-star review and make up a lot of nice things uh, about us. Mm-hmm. The algorithms will thank you, and so will we. Um, Alan, uh, you've got something interesting uh, to tell us about. But before we get to that, I wanna I wanna tell you something I think is of vital importance. Okay, especially in this weather. My gosh. Um, uh, Brown refrigeration. Yes. You know, Larry Brown was supposed to be in here for the last two weeks and he's swamped. He can't, he, you know, hopefully maybe he'll make it in soon. He's, he's a little busy these days. You want that heater working today. Yeah. Do you want, do you want heat in your house or do you want to listen mm. to him blab on the mm-hmm. radio with mm-hmm. us? So it's got him like, working. you know, I'll give him that. He, he's got a sense of duty. He, he know he has his priorities, I suppose. So, but man, um, if ever there's a time of year where you have to have everything functioning uh, properly. But, oh, my goodness, yes. Um, but uh, they're, they they do great work at Brown Refrigeration. Uh, they especially, you know, not just with uh, keeping your HVAC system up, uh, up and running in top form, but also the Remy Halo system, the clean air system with the power of the sun inside your air ducts, basically. Yeah, that is, uh, from personal experience, I will tell you, that is an amazing system. It installs in your air ducts, so you actually never really see it. And the great thing is there's nothing biological left in your air. No, it takes care it, of it. It <laughs> takes care of odors, smells, bacteria, viral particles, anything. It yeah. gives you really nice, clean air. Yeah, fun fact, because if, you, if you're trying to picture this thing, folks, inside your air ducts, this thing is, like, blindingly bright. Yes, it's, they it's, are very bright bulbs. It's giving off UV light. You definitely mm-hmm. don't want to look at this thing. It would hurt your eyes. But you don't see it because, like you said, it's doing the work inside. But, yes. boy, is it killing germs. It's great. And it even helps. Um, it even can help eliminate some germs involved with COVID, yes. which, you know, that that's pretty important these can't, days as can't well. Can't go wrong there. And of course, they've got their great smart home systems. They just do great work all the way around. They're they're tried and tested, Alan. They've been around forever. They're just good people. And um, if you're lucky, when you come to the home show of the Mid South uh, next mm. month on February 25th through the 27th, you might meet Larry Brown. He'll be in the Tool Talk Ooh, radio booth with excellent. us. So, but uh, in the meantime, if you want to meet those guys, give them a call at 901-362-1881 or go to their website, Brown R E F. Dot com. Well, Alan, before we get down to business, you uh, showed us something off the air. You you said you need to uh, give a shout out to a particular You know, group. certain things just catch your attention sometimes. And uh, now, have you ever been to South Pittsburgh, Tennessee? Uh, I don't know. 
It's I've been to, all over, so I'm not uh, it's sure. It's kind of out towards Chattanooga. Um, I've probably I, driven through there because it's real pretty out there. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they have a very soft spot in my heart because that is the home of the Lodge Cast Iron Company. Okay, uh, Max keeps track. We're up to two food references today. Go ahead. Well, you know, I'm ahead, just Alan. pointing out since 1896, these nice people up there have been making, well, cast iron cookware. Can I tell you something, Alan? Because yeah. I grew up in Chicago, and I've lived in San Diego and a lot of other places. And I don't remember cast iron being all that big a deal until I got to the south. Apparently, this is a Ooh. this is a cultural thing, right? I mean, everything goes in the cast iron skillet. You know, the cast iron skillet is the uh, four wheel drive of cooking. <laughs> uh, how about that? There, there, there you go. Guys. That goes on you, a t shirt. I, I got good. you a motor mouth reference there. Uh, there you go, there, bud. Uh, no, seriously, this is just one of those things. It is such a heavy duty piece of equipment. It is honestly passed down from generation. To generation. Well, that's the thing. You can't kill these things. They're just. It, uh, I've seen one or two killed, and it took a lot of effort. Right. Of you know, if you ever watched uh, Disney's Tangled, you discover how durable a cast iron skillet. Oh, can that's be. a pretty clever movie. I like that one. It, yeah. Man, she wears some people out with that skillet. Yeah. Of so they're getting ready to do their company's museum. Ah. Okay. So they're they're kind of getting you know they're having a big deal this year so they're they're doing all this. Well, for anybody about a week ago driving down I-59, you got to see something I promise you will. It's a rare sight. Okay. Of for their museum, they built, and of course, being the Lodge Cast Iron Company, they didn't. They didn't Photoshop it. They didn't make it out of foam. They didn't have something you know decoupaged up or whatever. They actually made an eighteen foot. Long from handle to handle, cast iron skillet. Okay, Alan. People might go, "Oh, wow, that's interesting." That's not like making an eighteen foot long, you know, pizza crust or something. No, this is like no. I'm just thinking of what's involved in actually pulling this off. Who's the metal worker that did this? What did they make this in? How much metal did it take? Well, who lifted it? I mean, man, <laughs> holy smokes! And there's a great picture on the internet of it loaded on the back of a 18 wheeler and being trucked to its final destination. And is it functional? Yes. Could you make the world's largest omelet in there? Yes. Just makes me think of Attack on Titan. You know, like the Titans <laughs> now want to learn cooking. <laughs> yeah. If the Titans ever want to start cooking their victims, oh, yeah. they've got here's the a fourteen thousand pound <laughs> cast iron skillet. My That's food God. reference number four. Oh, okay, yeah. wait. No, now, three. In terms of a car, because a car is typically, what, two tons or something? Yeah. Like? So that's like seven cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, that alone makes me want to go support this company. I, that is obnoxious I, and fun. I, I love you know, that. you saw this and you just went, yeah, I'd have done it. I could just picture the music Ride of the Valkyries playing as they're going down the highway. <laughs> now, I'm picturing the poor truck driver with a 15,000-pound load in the back of his truck on those hills going up and down in and out of Chattanooga. You need all the musical motivation possible in that situation. <laughs> Alan, you know, okay, a couple, and I don't want to beat this into the ground, but here's the thing. So, okay, 14 tons. 14,000 pounds. Okay, 14,000 um, pounds. So that's, that's seven tons. let's just say the, the weight of seven car. Okay, well, transporting that thing involves, okay, because you can't put it horizontal. You can't put it on its back. You can't put it horizontally. It wouldn't fit down the road. No. You have to put it vertically. Yes, they have it propped There's, on about a 
20 degree angle in the back of the truck. Okay, well, think of the, that is nothing to sneeze at, folks. You, you got to think of the support that requires. You got to think of, it could easily just snap in half if it's, I mean, that is some logistical nightmares. That I makes wanna, me that makes me think of that one sec deep cut we did a while back about moving, transporting houses. Imagine the difficulty right. of transporting a house-sized skillet. Yeah, I mean, I'm picturing <laughs> ways as much as your house. Wow. Okay, and it so, made it successfully, I oh suppose. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a, a wonderful little video of it and the superstructure brace that you're talking about. Exactly. Holding yeah. this thing upright. Because, again, you couldn't lay it down. It's too, too, too wide across. So this thing is standing up at about a 20-degree angle on the bed of the truck with a massive amount of chain and of uh, steel girder superstructure underneath it to hold it on the truck. The truck's got to be reinforced. We need Bud from Motor Mouse dropping in because there's so many. Uh, this, uh, Alan, we, we might need a follow-up on this story because just the logistics of getting this giant skillet to to its home safely mm -hmm. is pretty impressive. So I hats off the, uh, what is it, the Lodge Cast Iron Skillet yep, Company? Yep. Well, it's just Lodge Cast Iron. And, you know, these are the people that, of uh, for every specialty cooking store uh, or every outdoorsman store, they have a section devoted to Lodge Cast Iron products. Wow. And these are also the products that you'll see on the internet when somebody says, well, I found this skillet buried under where this house was 100 years ago, mm. and we're going to restore it. And that's the only thing that survived. The, so. the chances that it is a cast, uh, it is it is from this company, is pretty good. Wow. I mean, it's impressive, and I, I just like the notion of doing something just because. They didn't have to do this, oh, yeah. and well, look at all the work involved. The, the running gag is, uh, the running joke at the company is the uh, owner wanted to fry up 27 ostrich eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty impressive, Alan, I have to admit. So I like Max's version. You know, if, the, if I see one of these in Attack of the Titans, I'm going to be, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll out laughing. Yeah, okay. Very cool, Alan. Well, uh, maybe you could post this story, because, I mean, this is worthy of Oh, this I will definitely a, get it posted up. This is definitely something we would like to celebrate on uh, Tool well, Talk Radio. Right? We, we love to get off on, you know, American ingenuity and sometimes that attitude of, you know, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. This is a huge celebration of, you know, we just need to do this. It just needs to be done. Absolutely. And I wonder how much business this is going to drum up for those guys because, I mean. Oh, well, you know what? Next time I'm in the area, I will go in just to see this. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, I got to I want to see it live. I've seen it. I've seen the pictures. I want to walk up to an 18-foot skillet and just stand there for a minute. Yeah. I wonder how long it'll last. Like, I guess that's... It's one so, of if the apocalypse ever happens, we just got to have recourse to um, uh, the, this skillet company. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're going to... They'll, they'll be survivors. These guys are going to make it. So, Alan. Well, uh, okay. Hey, Alan. I'm going to put a pin in things because uh, we, we got a little carried away with your cast iron skillet story, which was fascinating. And, folks, check it out. I think Alan's going to put it on mm -hmm. her on our uh, Facebook page, but uh, we, we're going to have to discuss the, uh, the weather and everything, but uh, in a minute, we got our buddy Jay Hill coming in. So we're going to, awesome. we'll get to that a little bit later, but um, man, these are the, see folks, Alan is a perfect, this is a perfect example of the kind of stuff we want you to send us on the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's right there. That's perfect. So anyway, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to visit with our buddy Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling.
Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Do you know what happens to a butter-based frosting after six decades in a poorly ventilated English basement? Uh, I, I guess I hadn't... Well, I have a feeling what you are about to go through is punishment enough. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of menace. <laughs> Food reference number four. Food uh, reference number four, one of Max's best rejoiners ever. Oh. And, well, <laughs> and Alan, I don't want to find out what happens to a butter-based frosting after six decades in a poorly ventilated English basement. But it's, you probably you probably it, it, do it's, know. It's, in the interest of scientific curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it's called cognac. All right, let's move it along. Speaking of moving it along. Anyway, this and morning. welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com, and our pal Max behind the glass, and our buddy Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling. And in fact, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline at 901-683-0989. And you should know that Jay, you know, in his kindness, he's uh, he's upgraded the uh, the Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline, Alan. Mm-hmm. As we said before, it's... Uh, it's now, it lights up like the bat phone in the oh, 66 Batman. So it's pretty cool. It'll be activated when you call in. Jay, thanks, man, for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Didn't know we did that, but and right. Jay's over going, wait, I, can I still text? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Jay, um, I, you love the winter, don't you? I mean, it's. Uh, no, I don't. No, I <laughs> I, I'm just like y'all. I, I couldn't think of a real good reason that I thought you guys would go for this morning for me not to show up, but I was sure trying. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, hey, Jay, off the air, you were telling us about something interesting because, you know, if you're new to the show, of course, Jay is the, uh, he spearheads, he's the founder of uh, Big M roofing and remodeling who uh you know that's our roofers alan we mm, we, we, we have do. we have one of his roofs on my house i can say so but um jay uh you you know among other things you know i've told you in the past that uh in the year or so that we've had uh the the roof that you put on i have noticed every month that my utility bills are lower because it it keeps the especially in the summer it keeps the the roof running cool you could say but one thing that we don't really sell enough, Alan, is the fact that I have not had any problems with squirrels ever since I got my new roof. Because, you know, I was fighting a battle for two or three years with squirrels getting in under the soffits or getting in under the roof line. And, let's, Jay, they're gone. Let, let's tell the truth. You were getting whooped for three years oh, they by were, squirrels. It was a full assault. But, Jay, you said you had a uh, somebody contact you I guess they had a similar kind of situation, right? Yeah, from the from the show a couple of uh, well, the last time I was here, so a few weeks ago, and about a week later, a lady called me and uh, thought that she possibly might have some wind damage to her roof. And of mm-hmm. course, we got out there, and it wasn't wind damage; it was squirrel and raccoon damage. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. and that's uh, even worse. <laughs> they were on the last day, I believe, of trying to get the raccoons out of there. They had caught one, but believe there were three. I believe uh, all all said Ooh. done. Uh, and you know, those companies do provide a service of kind of hemming up your house after they get the critters out right. so they won't intrude it again. Um, and they're pretty elaborate in what they want to get done. But yeah. one of the things we do is one of the trades with the roof, of course, is install a product that's called drip edge. And there's many, many versions of drip edge, but it's basically an aluminum or steel apparatus that goes up under the first run of the shingles and comes down as far as you need to one, two, three inches on your fascia board to actually cover that area between your roof line and your fascia board where typically these critters get into. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we do that when we find it, if someone requests that we do it. And that's really a good way because they're going to they're gonna come back through the wood. And as a matter of fact, 
uh, we've learned that those critters will generally try to go back where they went in before, regardless right. of whether you fixed it or not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a vulnerable spot. Alan taught me, you know, Alan for a couple of years was coming by my house, Jay, all the time. And he would, he would, he would notice things that I never noticed. And he would say, look, you see that black trail right there. You see that dirty black streak right by the edge. That's where they're coming in. And you would look and you'd say, there's no way they're getting in under this like half inch gap under the shingles, but they sure are. Right. They absolutely can get in. And when they want in, they will get in. Yes. yes. We've actually torn off roofs before, you know, to, to install new roofs and found where raccoons have bedded up in there and then couldn't find their way out. Now, let me tell you about a sight and a smell that you never (laughs) want to see. You do not want them up there. And, and, and this happened to me, uh, back when I'd first gotten married, the first little condominium my wife and I had, we actually had a squirrel get up in the attic and eat all of the wiring on our furnace. You don't know what they'll do. They are attracted to color. I'm told from a squirrel scientist (laughs) and, uh, literally ate all the wiring on our furnace mm-hmm. it's like eleven hundred dollars and that was a lot of money just when we chew first got married. yeah they just, just they chew, chew it constantly they yeah. like the color you don't want that to happen yeah critter no. wars is a real thing of and this isn't just the south for you know for those of you listening to us around the country you have a critter that wants in your house oh yeah and chances are whether you're in florida or minnesota you got some kind of squirrel and some kind of raccoon that wants to live with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know they're cute in the yard, and they're bouncing around out there, and they're adorable living out in that oak tree. But the minute they penetrate your house of, all right, well, right now today, we we just had some really good cold temperatures for the south. Yeah, uh, it's it was got pretty down chilly to like, what, 15 today? Yeah. And one of the unknown dangers of some squirrel damage and stuff like that is is that they've now opened a hole where they used to not be. So now you have what we call the air jet. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I know. This yeah. is where you have now basically drilled a hole, and you now have the outside air blowing straight in through that hole. And if you have a water pipe yeah. on the other side of it, it's now taking that jet of cold air, and it's a great spot to get a freeze. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, of, among all the other reasons to call Big M roofing and remodeling, it's like, uh, keep well, the squirrels yeah. out, man, honestly. Actually, actually, we could call that, that, that would be hillbilly ridge vents. That's what that would be. <laughs> yeah, you don't come to the gable, just wherever they come in, and then it's, you know, yeah, let a little, little hot air out in the summer. Now, uh, this is a, this is an interesting question, because, you know, Jay, among all the other things you do, you've, you've been an, a former insurance agent, which... We is very useful because sometimes uh, a roof replacement or roof repair will be covered by their uh, homeowner's insurance. Uh, it, where does squirrel damage and raccoon damage come in? Is that any of that? It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. I get asked that all the time. Um, it's a, it's a, it's one of those ones that you're just absolutely riding the uh, the, the tightrope with the insurance company. Um, to have a, a roof replaced by most policies, it's going to have to be storm damage, wind okay. or hail, namely. Um, okay, now let me ask you this, because it's winter time, and because uh, we talk about storm damage. Well, in the knock on wood, we haven't got a, a, any ice storm or anything, but an ice storm can cause water to get under the shingles. Mm-hmm. It can freeze. It can lift them. It can dislodge them. Is that considered storm damage? Is, is... Yes, that would be covered. Uh, okay, Of course, cool. you know, we had that February of last year with the big with the big storm where we had the phenomenon of, of ice damming. That's kind of what 
that's kind of what triggered our roof replacement, if you remember, Jay. That's yeah, we we got really hit by that thing. So absolutely. Okay. Um, okay, well, that's good to know, man. So well, what, let's throw in what ice damming is, because uh, yeah. a lot of. Uh, a lot of our southern folks really don't get this, and everybody in Minnesota is rolling their eyes going, what do you mean you don't know what this is? Mm. You know, So ice damming is, let me look at Jay. Basically, it's a little difficult to explain, but let me try. Um, what happens when, when it gets so cold that, of course, the water will freeze? If you've got gutters, for instance, right. that water or moisture, whether it be snow or whatever, is going to freeze in the gutter. And ultimately, as it starts melting or as it continues to turn to rain or to snow more, it's basically going to start laying, going backwards, if you it will. It starts creeping up the roof. Uh, up the roof. That's yeah. exactly what it does. And, and any time that happens, that's, it's gonna, the, the moisture is going to find a way up under that shingle. And yes. ultimately, I don't care what you've got under there, it's going to find its way in the home as well. Yeah. Okay. It was crazy. I, we had a ton of those calls last year. Yeah, and I'm just thinking too, uh, Jay, because here, like like Alan said, here in the South, um, you know, we're kind of used to this. is as cold as it usually gets. I mean, we it gets in the 20s and we start crying and start whining right. about it. But uh, I just wonder what those extreme temperature changes do to your roof because it's like you might literally have a 60 degree day and then the next day it could be 15 or 20 degrees here. Does that is there you know what's at play with that? Because I'm just wondering what a shingle looks like when it's you know. Well, you know, uh, the shingles are designed uh, to be able to handle these temperatures, you know, no matter what they are. Uh, now, certainly uh, in different parts of the country, uh, there are different types of shingles that are sold that, you know, are, are, are better suited for that particular uh, uh, weather situation as they have it. The big thing is, is not the shingles, it's the underlayments that's underneath it when it comes to this type of weather. Yeah. So you want, you want a good leak barrier, for instance, uh, uh, in all the valleys down in the south, but up north, you'll have that leak barrier over the entire house. So it's just a difference in the in the in the in the way that they're actually designed, depending on what part of the country that you live in. But the shingles themselves, they're, they're designed to take it. Okay, cool. Well, you know, actually, Alan, he made me think of something, and it, and it's it, it revolves around that uh, thirty years of stupid that mm. uh, Mike brought us a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I want to. Let's tie into that because uh, Jay mentioned the underlayment for a roof, and I think there's a connection there with uh, what we were saying. Hey, Jay, real quick, how do people get in touch with uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling? We're at 901-484-5645. Call anytime, day or night. We've got 24-hour uh, emergency service. You could go to our website, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Awesome. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about roofing systems. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. And he is most displeased with your apparent lack of progress. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, trust me, Alan. If you get a call for an estimate from that guy, just run. Don't even, <laughs> don't even show up, man. You, you do not want to fail. Anyway, But well, it pays well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's fun. You know, the funnest part of this is watching Jay, Jay Hill's blank expression because he has no geek blood in him at all. He None. Doesn't, he doesn't know what was just said there. This is all geek to me. <laughs> and welcome back to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilberth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass, and our buddy Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling. How do you like that? 
And you can even call us on the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And give us us texts as well, which, uh, hey, Alan, I want to give a shout-out to our buddy uh, Coach Little. Mm -hmm. Cotier. I can never pronounce his first name right, so I I just call him Coach. He texted in, and he was fascinated with your story about the iron skillet. Oh, awesome. It's funny. That was the whole conversation off the air, too. It's You never know what the actual, you know, meat of the show is going to be. But I think so far, <laughs> Alan, you're you're sitting on top with that, uh, what, 17,000-pound skillet, something like that? 14,360 14, pounds and could handle, I don't know, um, Hundreds of chickens at one time, or it's it's crazy. The math on that you said is seventy two hundred regular. So you're skillets. looking at around you're looking around seven tons. Yeah. The average your your base cast iron skillets two pounds. So you're looking at over seven thousand skillets uh, worth of steel here. Interesting. Uh, just you know, it's like I said, it, this is one of those just feel good. Why not? We can do this. Let's just do it. Kind of stories. Absolutely. So, anyway, uh, but let's shift gears back back to back to business. You back know, to Jay, getting raccoons out of your roof. Well, yeah. Jay, we were talking about uh, big M roofing and remodeling, and you know, last time you were on the show, we were talking about the remodeling work you do. But um, one thing, uh, you know, Alan, it, it, one reason it's good to have the experts come in. Um, come into the studio is because we get the nuts and bolts, and we start examining the the actual guts of mm-hmm. a roofing system or the guts of a HVAC system or whatever. So one thing you mentioned before we went to break out, uh, Jay, is the the underlayment, which is really, that's sort of the, uh, that, that's sort of the, it's just as important as the shingles and everything else. Yeah, you know, I think we find that to be true in, 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 in life in general. I'm just going to make this statement. You know, a guy told me one time that to be successful, what you've got to do is, it's a bunch of things. You've got to do what the average guy won't do on mm-hmm. a consistent basis. I mean, you've got to work hard. You've got to make the phone calls. You've got to work on your technique. It's never just one thing. And really, that's that's true of building something, I think. Uh, you know, it's it's a system. It's where all the right components go together, constructed uh, properly and installed properly. Uh, and that's what's going to give you a, a, you know, a good long life. But at the end of the day... That's what a roofing system is. It's it's a combination of a good quality shingle, uh, good underlayment such as leak barriers, uh, good starter strip, um, uh, and certainly you want uh, um, things like changing your boot pipes out, ridge vents, all of those things together. The drip edge, those go together to you know to form a real cohesive um, uh, roofing system that'll last a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that. It, it reminds me a little bit of. Uh painting you know it's the prep work prep work is more work than the actual painting itself and if you don't like if if you hire a painter and they and you you know you you come home and they've they've painted the 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 entire place in in a few hours don't necessarily thank them they should they should be spending hours doing the caulking and the cleaning and the sanding and all that but it's like uh it's the same with the uh when you when you replaced our roof jay Honestly, I don't think the shingles went on till much later in the day. There was a lot going on before that. Yeah, I know you had to tear our roof off. You had to, but the underlayment and everything else, it, it was pretty impressive watching that go up. Yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, the shingles go on pretty dadgum quick. You know, a, a good experienced roofer, you know, can typically just, you're talking about the uh, the cast iron cookware and how big that is and relative to, to the small one and so on and so forth. But, you know, a, uh, a good roofer, can lay eight, nine, ten square of shingles a day. Just one guy. Mm-hmm. 
So if you think about it, 66 uh, shingles in a bundle times three, 180 times 10. I mean, he can put down somewhere around 15, 1600 shingles a day just by himself. Um, and then conversely, you know, when you tear off the roof, of course, you've, you've got to get that substrate ready to, to take those new shingles in that new roof. Right. You know? And what typically takes the most time is getting that decking right. You're going right. to have rotten boards. Um, you know, you're going to have to replace those. And, and when you get into the one by one by eights, one by sixes, one by tens, whatever they may be, that's very, very time consuming, cutting those out, replacing those boards. And that's got to be done first, of course, before you can get moving forward. Then you're going to come back with your synthetic felt, your leak barriers, your starter strip. So, yeah, all that stuff probably all told together takes as long to put those down as it does to put the shingles on. Yeah, but it's well, it's 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 like anything, Alan. You know, it's like we talk about with uh, tile work. You, mm -hmm. if you if you just slap it on to some plywood, like if you have a oh, plywood floor without yeah. putting the subfloor on, oh it, it, it'll go on quicker. And it'll oh, look it great will. For about it'll also come six up a lot quicker. You know, yeah. but yeah, that's that's the whole thing, and I guess that's why you guys can can you know give these a lifetime transferable warranty, which I still am amazed by. Jay, what is tell people about that because that's amazing to me. I don't I don't remember that in the old days. Yeah, it, it's a real game changer, you know. And, and I still have people from time to time, and rightfully so, that question it. There's got to be some kind of catch, right. a lifetime warranty on a roof. But it's true; it really, really is. I am a uh, GAF Master Elite installer, one of I think only five or six now in the entire Mid South. And basically, as a master elite installer, you have the ability through the factory to offer your customers a lifetime, uh, non-prorated, which is another mm -hmm. game changer, transferable warranty on a roof. But in order for, the, for your customer to get that, you've got to build a roofing system. You can't just take the old shingles off and put new shingles on. You have to build the roof as we were talking about just a moment ago. You've got to have a good leak bearer. You've got to have a good 50, 60, 70 pound synthetic felt. You've got right. to have the ridge vents so it's not so hot up there in the summer in the attic that it's baking the shingles from the bottom and the top. You've got to do things right in order for GAF to do it, but they will give you a lifetime. And by lifetime, this is what they mean. For the first 50 years, GAF will cover at 100% for the first 50 years, any, any, any manufacturer's defect, whether it be cupping, curling, uh, uh, discoloration to factory, anything with that, if that shingle wears out prematurely, they're going to pay it 100%. After 50 years, they'll even pay 20%. There and there's the lifetime right there. Nobody's going to stay in the house 75, 80 years typically. But I tell you what you will do, you will probably sell a house, and that's another game changer is having that transferable warranty that you can put in your uh, buyer's hand at no cost to anybody to transfer. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no, you know, I don't really want to sell my house, Alan, but I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal. Well, that's a big improvement. Just well, your house is worth more, Joe. I mean, at the oh, bottom yeah. line, if somebody's looking at your house and want to like it, which, well, that's impossible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, inside joke, inside joke. Uh, uh, but looking at one similar, I mean, with that lifetime roof and warranty in the Mid-South, your home is just worth more, yeah. period. Yeah, and you know, Jay, uh, we didn't, we, we, we didn't talk about uh, all of your remodeling work. And it's interesting to me that you said that uh, 
lately what you're doing is converting a lot of uh, space into home office space, even garages. You're, you know, we are. I mean, that's been a real game changer, really. That kind of started, of course, when COVID hit, and uh, we as a society have, uh, you know, adjusted for uh, to working remotely, mm -hmm. or or and and most of the time that means at home. I think it's odd, by the way, just to or, or funny, I should say, and I'm sure y'all may have experienced this. When you're talking to somebody, whether it be at a cable company or something, wherever it is, and all of a sudden you realize this girl's at home. There's her you kids. They're fighting. Right. Yeah, There's a <laughs> dog barking to get out. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, uh, we're pretty well convinced uh, that 30%, 40% of America will never go back to the traditional workplace. So we're doing a whole lot of remodeling, adding extra space, office space in the actual home, and that's a big trade for us right Pretty now. interesting. So, well, Jay, tell us once again, how do they get in touch with you? 901-484-5645 is the, is the phone number. And then uh, you can go to BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com and visit our website. A lot of information there, BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com. Hey, do you got a picture of my roof on your website? No, we don't, Joe. Okay, well, don't thanks for not. We don't want everybody to know where you live. <laughs> Thought that might be trouble for you. All right. Well, so much for my 15 minutes of fame, Alan. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Jay, it's always fun uh, talking to you, but we got to hit the hit a break. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from 98.9, uh, News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We'll be right back. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. We're with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, give us a like and check out the action over there. Um, uh, Alan, it's a story of the day, which we did not intend, but uh, maybe you intended, is this giant cast iron skillet. People are weighing in and sending us their thoughts about that. And uh, it's true. It's 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 really true. A fourteen thousand pound skillet. So mm -hmm. hopefully, Alan will post that story. Uh, make sure you do, Alan. We've plugged it enough. Yeah, uh, po yeah. post it on there, and you can probably Google it too. So, oh yes, easily. It? Yeah, it's just, all they got to do is look up the uh, Cast Iron Lodge, uh, the Lodge Cast Iron Company, and they have videos and everything. Yeah. So and and of course, if you just woke up, like if you if you like to sleep in on Saturdays and you missed the first hour of Tool Talk, first of all, you have my sympathies because it uh. was a uh, Pretty fun, but never fear. You can always hear all of our past uh, episodes. You can go to tooltalkradio.com. Alan posts the links there. You can go to the Facebook page. Alan posts the links there. Or go directly to Spotify. And uh, we we suggest that anyway because if you subscribe, you'll get notified every time we mm -hmm. post a new show. And, uh, of course, you can listen to some of our sister shows or, our, our you know, you can listen to Motormouth Radio, Geek Tank Radio, the whole, you know, the whole crew. So, um, Alan, we, okay, you know, we've been talking about the uh, the weather change. And, you know, we're, we're pretty spoiled here in the Mid-South. We get, we get a pretty mild winter. But every now and again, some cold temperatures show up, which I think is actually worse out here because I don't think we take winter as seriously as a lot of folks. Like you said, you know, my sister lives in Minnesota. They know what winter is. They, <laughs> they, they understand it. But here, you know, we, we, we suddenly, it, like, I think the, the feels like temperature two days ago was about eight degrees overnight. Well, this, you know, Alan, I, I know what I'm supposed to do when the weather gets below freezing. Um, we have, in fact, our kitchen is the most exposed area. It's a, 
you know our kitchen sink, Alan. You've been to our house, and uh, mm-hmm. it's up against an exterior wall. It is, and the it, just to be very accurate, the exterior wall faces east. So when the when the sun comes up in the morning, it hits that wall. Thankfully, but two days in a row, Alan, I've left the pipes dripping, I left the cabinet doors open, and yet the cold water has frozen up, and I'm starting. You know, now keep in mind, I, I don't my house that. is seventy years old. Right. Uh, people. So I, you know, it was built in 1952, but uh, I took a hair dryer out yesterday and spent about 20 minutes uh, blasting it in, you know, on those pipes. And eventually it dislodged it enough. And, and, you know, this morning I didn't have time to fool with it. Uh, but, but Alan, let's talk about frozen pipes because I mean, it can be a real problem, obviously, you know, I sure hope it's not going to crack or bust a pipe well but, uh, and, well of course a burst pipe is the worst possible situation yeah of and that that's is, the nuclear uh, yeah that, that's where yeah. you know you're shutting off the water at the street of and i'm going to go back to you know one of my favorite things of the past is do you have a water key and do you know where it is well we yeah i know what i know how to turn the water off but so, that's a good point for for a lot of people that don't know of out between you and the street is generally your water meter. There's mm-hmm. a little little cast iron plate out there, and you can stick your finger down in the hole, and you can lift that out, and you'll see your water meter. Next to the Some, water meter... Sometimes, Alan, it's covered with mud, so keep in mind you have to wipe that glass clean and wipe the fixture clean. Uh, a yeah. lot of times in the South, a thing is completely full of dirt right. or mud or could be anything because most people just don't go check those things you very often. You don't think about it. Can a raccoon ever nest in there? Uh, no, because it's got a nice metal plate over the top of it. Um, not to saying there couldn't be a camel cricket or two in there to surprise you. Uh, but, but, Alan, also some people have a main cutoff for their whole house, which is always nice if you have well, that. In, and, and that's generally that's in right there. Right. It's yeah. generally, and it's going to be this little bar sticking up. And a what we call a water key is really nothing more than a metal stick with a fitting on the end of it. That drops down over that so you can easily turn your water key so you can shut off the water. Can I, can I, sorry, Alan, you know when I get excited, I, know, I, get, I interrupt, but I want to say go. this, this is my little PSA. Um, uh, my son knows this because he's had many plumbing adventures and right. everything. I think it's just as important, you know how we, we when, when your kids are little, you say, in the event of a fire, this is the way we get out of the house. Here, right. Let's go over a plan now. I think it's just as important to know if water just starts flooding or coming out, everybody in that house, I don't care if they're seven years old, they, ne- they need to know where the main cutoff is. Maybe they can't go to the street and cut it off, but they, if there's a way to mitigate that, everybody right. should understand because that's serious damage, you know. Well, and, you know, this is that time of year where you, maybe you're not home. Maybe exactly. somebody's checking on the house for you of – Maybe you have an older home in Memphis. We'll, we'll dive into the walls here in just a moment. But mm-hmm. my first my first piece of advice is you need a water key. They're 20 bucks or less. They sell them at every hardware store on the planet. You can walk in and just say, you got a water key. And it's it, it could be any chunk of metal with the fitting at the at the bottom. Well, these days, Alan, this is this is a question, too. And I don't know if we're going to get into legal things here. But MLGW here in the Mid-South... They changed the water key to a, it's like a five headed, it's not a hex head. You you would not find a wrench for this thing. Right. I almost think you have to use vice grips if you're going to, you know, what what about that? Are, and, and the other question, are we, uh, legally, are we allowed to turn it off? I'm thinking, well, 
it's an emergency. You got to get right. out there. So. If it's on your side of the water meter, you can do anything you want because it's your fault. I mean, I, I, it's one of those I almost would just ask for forgiveness, not permission. Because if I got water flooding my house, right. I'm going to turn that water off, whatever well, I have to do. Well, it's the water so it's to like, your home, and that is the reason you are provided that cutoff. Okay. Of, is okay, to, so we're allowed to do this. So, yes, so definitely absolutely. Every, okay, so get a hold. And, and that five-star tool, I wonder if you can order one. Or they have them at the hardware stores. Do they? Yeah. Okay, I never looked. You can take a look and see what you got down there. Most of it's going to be the little bar, but if it is the new one, uh, you know what? Get get the appropriate water key. Okay, so that's going to be really. You talk about a must-have item of the yes, week. Yes, that that's a must-have item of the year. And keep it keep it as handy as you would keep the fire extinguisher. Yes, keep it. it don't don't stick it in the back of the cabinet Hang it on in the, a wall in the garage. somewhere where it can be grabbed in an emergency. Or for your son's sake, keep um, uh, the plunger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Al, you know it's true, and it's the, and you know you said older homes. It's every home. You know any home is vulnerable. everybody's got a sh- water shut off somewhere. Place. Okay, well, we're going to circle back because uh, we're, we're going to continue discussing this, Alan, because, um, like I said, I have an older home, and I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of other people in the Mid-South will relate to this problem. So we'll uh, we'll discuss it when we come back. Frozen pipes. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. You've got paper, and you've got paint. A deadly combination! <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, water is the enemy, and so is fire, Alan. We're keeping you safe here. Mm -hmm. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901 683 0989 and uh, go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, give us a like and check out all the action over there and uh, go to Spotify. Eh, enough of this. You know what to do. <laughs> the one-stop shop, I think, is really our Facebook page. You can also go to tooltalkradio.com. Tooltalkradio.com. We're all over the it's internet. You can find us. So, mm-hmm. uh, Alan, in a minute, we're going to continue our discussion about our um, the cold weather, freezing pipes, how to protect your home, and also, you know, especially if you live in a home like mine that's old and Probably badly insulated and things like oh, yeah. that. So before we get to that, though, let's talk about our friends at Tri-State Interiors. Mike Serafolian with the impossible to spell last name. You'll never get it. <laughs> Good luck. If, if you know that maybe that could be his next promotion. If you can spell his last name correctly, you get 50% off installation or something. Uh, don't, don't, don't promise that. Yeah, I don't know if he'll go that way. But anyway, <laughs> Alan, you know, we're big fans of his of his business practice because right. he's all about craftsmanship and keeping a low overhead and staying up to date on the latest technology because that all all three of those components, they, they you know, it, it, you're paying for overhead. If somebody's got a big, uh, if somebody's sure. got a big flashy, you know, trucks showroom all these things that's money that you're paying for so Mm -hmm. um you want craftsmanship to be the main focus but also you know i know you're a big fan of the uh 3d renderings that they use to uh, design your kitchen oh yes because you know no matter how much thought you've given this until you actually see it Mm -hmm. you don't really get it and with the you know Blueprints and drawings and, you know, snapshots and samples are great, but they don't give you scale. 
They don't let you see how much green is that or is that counter really going to work for you right. or is that counter going to work with that backsplash. And a 3D render lets you basically on a computer screen stand in the middle of the room and turn around any direction you want to turn. Yeah. And it gives you the scale and look and color of everything that you have made a choice on without tearing down the walls. Yeah. And well, and, and, and at the beginning of the design process, too, it's probably a lot of fun, Alan, because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're meeting there with uh, Tri State Interiors and they're like, okay, uh, make the cabinets gray. Yes. They, they, they click a mouse, make the cabinets this. Move that wall over there. Do this. And that's got to be a lot of fun. To, it is. To, you know. And so you get your 3D rendering once you've kind of mapped it out. And then they they, they give it to you. They they, they uh, mm -hmm. let you download it on your smartphone or your, your computer. And then you start sharing it with people. Then you start. That's when you get the. Um, that's when the advice starts coming in. Yeah. And yep. you may get more advice than you want, too. But you're going <laughs> to get all the expert. Like, you know. But, but honestly, I think uh, one thing you mentioned, too, Alan, is. Uh, you're going to get your children's advice, which, or at least their input, which, okay, take that with a grain of salt, but it's good to know their view of things because oh, yes. we, we tend to focus on what are we, you know, what are we looking for in a kitchen remodel, but you know, everybody lives in the house. You got to make sure it accommodates all of them. So it's a lot of fun. And then of course, once they get the, uh, once they get the design and everything's approved, they order every component. They order yes. the countertops, they order the hardware, they order everything. And they don't start demolition or any, uh, they don't start any work until all of the materials are safely in their warehouse, which makes it very efficient because when the day comes to uh, uh, remove the flooring, they pull it out, they bring the new flooring in, they get that, they go from step to step, and uh, it's very efficient because, let's face it, a kitchen remodel, you don't want that to drag on. You know? No, and there's nothing worse than getting 70, 80, 90% into a job to find out that the counter is not going to be here for six more weeks. Yeah. Or the sink has back ordered for another three months. Right. Especially uh, with these supply chains. Just too painful. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So give them a call. They're great people and they have a big, uh, they they service a large area. They call themselves Tri-State Interiors for a reason. So uh, call Tri-State Interiors. You can talk to Mike directly at 901-409-1333 or go to tristateinteriorsllc.com. All right, Alan. So we've been talking about this uh, this cold snap. Luckily, I think you said today the weather is going to be in the 40s. So yeah, I'm hoping we're that going my... back to normal mid south weather. But here I am, Alan. I you and I host a, uh, a radio show all about home advice mm -hmm. and uh, keeping your home safe. And yet I live in a 70 year old home, and right. I, even following my own advice, my pipe still froze. So here's what I was going to ask you. So my kitchen my kitchen sink is up against an exterior wall, and I. I mentioned that it faces east, so when right. the, and the morning sun hits it, it, it will warm it up, thank goodness. Yes. But um, I left the pipes dripping two days in a row um, because overnight the temperatures got pretty pretty cold. They got below freezing, and both both nights my cold water has frozen up. I mm -hmm. was luckily able to defrost it, but I sure don't want it to crack the pipes or anything like right. that. But I'm uh, here's the thing. Okay, so I, have, I don't have, um, for the hot and cold, I don't have two separate knobs. I have that thing where it's like a handle, like you right. lift it up and you turn it to the left or you, you move it to the left and that's the hot, you move it to the right and that's the cold. Well, I had it kind of tilted towards the right and yet my my cold water is still frozen. To be honest, I'm not really a big fan of this. I'm tempted to go get new faucets because <laughs> I want to know exactly which side. Like in the bathroom, we have a hot and cold and I can 
put both of them on to drip. But but what's going on here? Like what? Okay, you know? well, you you got a variety of forces working for you and against you. Okay. Of all right, for inside of every faucet is a little rubber bushing that helps prevent the what we call kickback or that da 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 da. Yeah. You hear in old pipes. Oh you right! Know, it's so it's it's that sound you hear in every ghost hunting show <laughs> that proves the place is haunted. Yeah. it's it's not haunted. It's the pipes of so they're that, vibrating and they're banging against exactly. The, uh, if the pipes the are not securely yeah. secured down or whatever, pipes vibrate and move. Okay. Of the other thing that's happening is you've got as, and I'm going to point out most people live in an aging house these days. Mm-hmm. You know, the big housing boom Here in was, the Memphis, there's, I, I bet a lot of people live in no, houses. The big housing boom was post-World War II. Yeah. And so there was a lot of houses and a lot of subdivisions built, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as loath as I am to think about it, the 80s was a long time ago. Yeah, of, no kidding. <laughs> you know, so you know, my golden years were pretty. Yeah, you know that yeah. that was that was, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Of it's twenty twenty. That was forty years ago. Yeah, thanks. Um, in thanks a house, keep reminding yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so in a house of in your wall, since you have a seventy year old house, of in your wall between the exterior. The, the the exterior, whatever the siding is. We have brick down there. Okay. So, yeah. But whatever it is, to the area where the pipes, I promise you that your insulation has failed. That's, I mean, it's got to be, right? I mean, and, and I'm, I mean, there's places in my house that I'm convinced. I, I don't even know if there's insulation in those walls. I haven't removed them yet, but yeah. Well, here's a big hint. You had squirrels. Oh, good point. You know, I've battled squirrels. That's a good point. And they, they got just down in your walls, yeah. and they made nest, and they tore up your paper, and they moved your fiberglass around. And so, I promise you, if we were to if we were to take those bricks away, between the brick to the two by four to where your pipes is, I promise. Is air the yeah. adventures of the squirrels and everything make me think of like men through the jungle? I'm a you know wielding machete, cutting <laughs> through the fiberglass. I could just picture little machete squirrels. No, what, what I want you it's to uglier pic- than that. Max, what I want but, you yeah. to picture is a little squirrel in a suit and tie, going. <laughs> we have lovely condos over here. Would you like to see this one? This one has new fiberglass insulation. <laughs> of inviting their friends and their oh my uh, gosh, yeah, their uh, colleagues. Because so. once one of them gets in, they invite the friends. Yeah. Of and it becomes a little little squirrel frat house. Yeah, you know it's it's yeah it's okay. not the jungle. It it's it's literally a frat house. Okay, well so here's the thing, Alan. Okay, so let's suppose you've got. Let's just assume you should always assume maybe that there's drafts and there's you know especially right. if you have a sink against the wall. Well, what about this uh, faucet situation? I almost feel like that's just as big yeah. of a problem for me because I like I said I lifted the faucet. I I mean the handle. I turned it slightly to the right, but I couldn't tell how much cold and how much hot is because if I if I turn it all the way to the right, then I suppose the, the the hot water line is vulnerable, right? So I mean, well, all right. The average home does not have a water recirculator, so a yeah. lot of businesses we have don't. a recirculator that keeps the water moving in the lines the whole time. So any line can be vulnerable, including your hot water line. Because the water in the hot water line, once it leaves the hot water tank, cools off 
and it's cold water. Right. So when you turn on your faucet, especially the one you have, you want to kind of get it in the middle so you're getting a little bit of hot and cold. Well, that's what I did, Alan, and it froze it, two days. But you didn't so, yeah. quite have enough cold. <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of this. I'm, I'm tempted, right. and I and I don't know. I don't want to speak for faucet manufacturers, but folks, if you're in a similar situation to me, especially if you're listening a little further north, where maybe this happens more often, I don't know. Maybe think about getting a faucet with two, like a hot and a cold, just to make your life easier, especially if it's on an exterior wall. Um, I think that would fix my problem, Alan, because I may or may not decide to rip my cabinets out and re-insulate. I don't think that's happening, Alan. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, that so is... So this is step two. You know? Well, you know, and here comes the thing. When you think about remodeling or changing cabinetry or something like that, another thing that you need to talk to your contractor about is adding insulation to the walls, whether it be spray and foam insulation, whether it be batting, but always keep in mind, you might have to re-insulate at some time. Yeah, good advice. Well, uh, well, we'll wrap this up when we come back, Alan. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio, uh, coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to uh, we're gonna uh, wrap up our discussion about the uh, cold weather. But then, Alan, I've got a really interesting project involving refurbishing 140-year-old doors. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Is there anywhere in this town where we could buy a shrubbery? News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. I mean, you can buy the shrubberies. Just don't go to Alan Gilbert for shrubberies. You will you will be horrified and uh, shot. You might get eaten. It might be a violent I- encounter. Anyway, it, it might be tasty. But it, it might, might also be unforgettable. Who? Yeah, it'll be unforgettable, <laughs> all right. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com. And our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page for all of the action. And uh, you can get links to our past shows, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan, once again, we're, we're backlogged a little. We got quite a bit to get to in this last uh, this last half hour of the show. But I do need to uh, announce something. I probably should have made more fanfare about this at the beginning of the show, but we can finally announce our new sponsor. All right. It's actually uh, a friend, you know, somebody we've grown to know over mm-hmm. the last year. So it's and a we, good friend of ours. We're big fans of her work. Um, well, their work, their company's work. Mm-hmm. And that's Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. Cindy Williams is the owner. It's a yes. franchise, but they are, um, she, you know, it, she's one of the top producers in the country. She's one of the... Uh, I've learned a bit about uh, Shelf Genie, and she is one of the this the Shelf Genie of the Mid South. You could say is the elite. This is the elite squad. Of, uh, it uh, should be. Yeah, and if if you're not familiar with Shelf Genie, what's 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 cool about what they do is um if you open your kitchen cabinets or your bathroom cabinets, you're going to notice a lot of empty space, especially near the top. Or you might notice that some some things are hard to reach. You might. You might be filling up your cabinets, but that pan, that skillet, uh, Alan, in the back of the kitchen, you know, that it is. you got to move 50 things to get it out. Well, they have these full extension glide-out uh, shelving systems, and uh, they're, among other things, they have they basically have a way of reconfiguring your, your kitchen cabinets. You don't have, it's, it's like getting a new kitchen without removing your, your cabinets or anything. So even if you have newer or older cabinets, they, they have systems to help you reach everything 
So for one thing, if you're somebody that wants to organize your kitchen better, I know you're big into the spice racks. That's oh, sort yeah. of the thing you're all about. Um, or you just want to be able to access everything and store more in your cabinets. Or maybe you have mobility issues. Maybe it's difficult for you to uh, lean way over or get way into the back of the cabinet. Well, these things are, you can glide them out with your fingers. I mean, they're, yes. they're, they're very easy. They're, they're, they have lifetime warranties. They're, they're great products and they custom design every every one of these um, systems to your needs they show up and their design consultation is free but it's pretty comprehensive they're going to go in there they're going to it's it's like you know what how how often do you reach for the garlic powder what are your kids where do the kids keep their things what Mm -hmm. what can we do here and it's kind of a fun and it's it's free but it's also a lot of fun because um it's it's sort of you know giving you a new perspective on your kitchen. There's a lot of measuring. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, measuring, of measuring. But it's lifestyle. Yeah. It, and it's like, uh, you've talked about this too, Alan. It's like, okay, well, your lifestyle changes every five to 10 years. It does. When your kids are five years old, it's a lot different dynamic than when they're 15 years old. Or, Very much so. You know, so, but but it's it's great. They, they have awesome uh, systems and they're really fun to work with. And uh, like I said, all of it is quality and and. Really, uh, Shelf Genie of the Mid-South is one of the top, top franchises in the uh, country. So, and they're uh, partners with, they're, they're a part of the Neighborly Group, which we're going to talk about in the weeks ahead. So, they're just great people over there. Um, if you need to uh, reconfigure your kitchen or if you just need to better access, uh, I promise you, you're going to love their systems. And you can meet Cindy and the Shelf Genie team at the uh, Home Show of the Mid-South um, coming up next month. At the uh, Agri Center, it's February 25th through 27th. We'll be there, Alan. We, we will. will have the uh, News Talk 98.9, the Roar booth, and Tool Talk Radio will be set up. Max, are you going? Or are you going to be back in the studios for that? Probably be back in the studios. All right, he'll be at I'll the I'll be further center. behind the glass. Okay, he'll be further. So anyway, but but we'd love to meet you there, and uh, you can meet Cindy Williams. So And they have a big... They have a big footprint at the show. They, they always do. have a really impressive setup, so you can see what it's all about. But get in touch with Cindy uh, at 901-233-2425 uh, or go to uh, – well, actually, that's the best way. You can also email her at cwilliams at shelfgenie.com. Contact her directly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good to have them on board, Alan. You know. Well, and I got to say this about their booth. Seeing is believing. Well, you get to get in there and, and actually – when they actually, bring the cabinets. Right. They when you actually get thing. to open a cabinet and go, oh, this pulls all the way out to here. Right. It, it's very impressive. Yeah. they. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They get a lot of reaction when they set up at a There's, you there's know. a lot of oohs and ahs. Yeah. And I should mention, too, Alan, that uh, they offer discounts. If you tell them, make sure you tell them that you heard about Shelf Genie on Tool Talk Radio and they have mm. uh, – Lots of little uh, goodies for you. In fact, discounts yes. on little installation and everything. Yes. So, so make sure you mention that you heard them, uh, uh, heard about it on Tool Talk Radio. Once again, you can contact uh, Cindy Williams. It's not the Cindy Williams, is it, from uh, Laverne and Shirley? No. I never asked her about no. that. She doesn't it's, look like no. her. No, not even close. Okay, 901-233-2425. I wonder if she gets that a lot. Maybe that's why she's the top producer. Everybody wants to uh, talk to her about the Laverne and Shirley days. <laughs> not, not, okay, anyway. Hey, Alan, uh, one last thing. You uh, you know, we talked about the frozen pipes. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I'm I'm thinking seriously of, uh, because I have a kitchen um, faucet that's on the outside wall, I can never tell how much hot or cold is, is mm-hmm. dripping out during, you know, I may just go ahead and replace that with one that's got a, a a hot a hot water faucet and then a cold water just so just for my own you know well peace it, of mind I don't know but it, uh, 
mechanically, pipes, the water mixing properties is a little easier with the two separate handles. Right. In your particular case of, and, you know, I've seen your sink and it's about time for a new faucet anyway. Yeah, so. thanks. Okay. <laughs> time for a lot of new things at my house. Uh, anyway. Well, now I'm going to throw in one little added extra little thing here. Uh, there have been uh, a lot of ver variations and improvements in the drywall and insulation industries. Yeah, the, the so, insulation's at the root of this problem. Anyway. Right, and if yeah. you've got an older house and, you know, really the whole idea of ripping out the walls is not very appealing, you don't have, an, you, you don't have a big remodel project in mind, of get in touch with an insulation professional. And there are methods of, you know, cutting a hole either from the inside of the house or the outside of the house you know, into the area in between the two by fours and blowing in either a spray foam or a cellulose product to re-insulate that wall. Well, I think that's where this is going, Alan, because yeah, we have counter, you know, the thing is we, it would involve moving cabinets or whatever else. However, I think you're right. There's probably a way to do it where maybe with minimal Drywall, right. you cut a cut a little hole in the drywall, blow it in, and, and, and I'm not going to say so. this is a DIY project. This is no, definitely no, no. a project for a trained professional with a system, mm -hmm. and that way they can give you the appropriate product to put in your wall. But it can be done without tearing out the drywall or tearing out the, the outside of your house. Yeah, and 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 address this, people. Don't just overlook it because this is it's it's. It's never going to go away. Well, and also it can become the nuclear uh, option where suddenly the pipe cracks. And it doesn't take a big crack. You could get a, no. a, a hairline crack and suddenly you're going to have a real problem. Right. So, you know, address that. So, hey, Alan, uh, let's, we're going to shift gears in a minute. I want to tell you about a really interesting project I'm working on with uh, involving antique doors. But uh, speaking of antiques, before we get to that, Alan, let's talk about you mm. and uh, <laughs> what you've got going on over at darkoakmedia.com, because I'm sure it's something interesting. Well, uh, first off, the international, it came from the International Market Show, has been added to Geeky Side TV. So on your Roku channel, on um, any TV featuring the Roku capabilities, and that is virtually every television on the world. These days, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can just uh, go to uh, channel selection. You can get a free subscription to Geeky Side TV and watch any of our shows there. Yeah. Of uh, of course, the uh, the big funny right now is uh, it came from the international market where nice American people have to try weird stuff purchased from an international market. That's very very funny. Of you another, say weird stuff, Alan. That's not necessary. I don't know. Is that a, is that is that. Are you being sensitive to the... Uh... Well, it's weird to the people <laughs> trying it. You know, they've never tried something from insert country here. Well, there's foods that are more, you know, common in other parts of the world. Yes. And maybe, yeah. And, okay. and now due to wonderful international markets, that's food that's come come close. And uh, some of it, uh, people, it's kind of fun when people make the great discovery and discover something new they love. Yeah, and of course they try some other stuff that isn't necessarily to their taste. So okay, it's it's amusing. It's very amusing. Of another biggie we have going on right now is with Kalila Smith and Billy Roberts. The of uh, scary stories with Kalila is kind of a big hit for us. So people can dial in and watch um, psychics discuss the uh, paranormal world. Yeah, Alan travels in some weird circles, folks. And, and and Max, I think we're up to about, what, 15 food references today. So, all right, how do they check out uh, 
I think check out darkoakmedia.com. All they need to do is just take any browser and go to darkoakmedia.com or darkoakpress.com, and it will all appear upon your screen. Okay. Yeah. And it sure will, folks. And uh, prepare yourself. <laughs> what else is going to appear on our screen? Is this going to be a poltergeist situation? Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, we can hope so. All right. Let's, all right. Enough of the plug. So, anyway, well, we're going to get... Let me let me re- let me regroup. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break. Then I'm going to tell you about the uh, restoring 140 year old uh, antique doors. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This castle is in unacceptable condition. Unacceptable. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Some people are never satisfied. Man, that's, your, that's your customer, dude. Yeah, I'm done with that guy. I mean, I, I'm not going for any more callbacks. He's just—he's never going to be happy. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilberth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Like a... Like somebody just did, Alan, saying that the, the first sawhorse they actually tracked it, and it, it predates human human existence. Is that right? I <laughs> it's mean, one of those. It's kind of a fossil thing, but it was in the Pliocene, three point three million years ago. Well, yeah, there you go. All right. AKA know, the first sawhorse with a brush pile. Got it. You know, you can also call or text us with actual home improvement questions. <laughs> it's like all this random stuff. You know, we get these messages about, you know, I you did. say one thing about a, a 18 foot skillet and oh, that's all you hear oh, about. My, the my rest phone of the is day. lit up about the 18 foot skillet. Sorry, I lost track of all the food references. Yeah, <laughs> and the food and re- everything. Well, Alan, let me tell you something that's related. This is a very interesting project mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of because, uh, let me, well, here, here's my self serving uh, uh, information. Uh, and I'll be quick. If you have a deck or a patio or a, uh, a patio cover, I should say, or maybe a screened-in porch or a pergola or a fence or anything that you need that's made out of wood for the outside of your home, uh, I would love if, if you'd give me a call. Mm. Um, I, I enjoy those projects, and I work on them year-round. I'm, in fact, I'm going to look at a uh, screened-in porch project next week, Alan. Oh, so good. somebody, good. And, and it's a great time to do it. Wood's a little bit easier to get. Um, you get all the work done, and when the spring arrives, you're ready to entertain and you're ready to in, to enjoy the project your, yourself. And I'm happy to work year-round. I prefer to wear a coat than, uh, you know, if it's mm. 30 degrees out, I'm happier than if it's 95 degrees out. Oh, that's, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. my thing. So, anyway, uh, you can call me uh, or text me at 901-921-7105 or visit my website, thorshomes.com. Well, Alan, I don't know if I should be saying this on the air because I might start getting calls for this. This is something I'll do sparingly. I don't want to do it all the time. But, you know, um, growing up, I one of the things I, I've got a lot of training in, actually, folks, is um, classical furniture design. I've actually mm-hmm. made furniture. I learned all of the um, classic techniques. Our teacher, Alan, was really big into saying, uh, I want to show you how to make things with no no screws or nails. It was awesome. all about, you know, wood joinery and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, dado joints and miter, jo- you know, all this stuff and uh, glue, basically, he wanted, you know. And I know, uh, Max, you've, you've, you're have you interested in um, 
some of the Japanese woodworking techniques where they don't use any glue. I believe they, it's called sashimono. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. If you jump on YouTube, they, they have some, you know, using angles and wedges and things right. like that. That's pretty cool. It gives you really interesting results. Well, I have a, a, a customer. She um, purchased, and I guess we'll give a shout out to Palladio. They're, they, if you need antiques in the Mid-South, they've got a beautiful mm. setup over on Central Avenue. A huge place. It keeps going and going. I didn't realize how big it was. They have a warehouse in the back. And so she purchased uh, front doors and back doors. And when I say doors, it's really not fair to call them that, Alan. It is an entire, like, the okay, so it's a, it's an entire, it's got the side lights. It's got right. overhead, you know, a skylight and everything, uh, or say side lights, I should say. So the it's like nine feet tall by, you know, seven feet wide or something. And, um, she is building a new home over in Victorian Village, Alan, your stomping Ooh, grounds. So it's going to have to be um, designed to fit in with the neighborhood. So it's 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 going to be a new home, but it's going to the styling will be classic. Right. So she wants these to be the centerpiece of this new home. So no pressure, <laughs> you know. So these <laughs> things were falling apart, and right. so it's a front door and a back door, and so there's a few issues. I got to make sure it's structurally sound. I got to make sure it's fairly straight so it fits in a you know we don't want right. it crooked because you know how doors you know you, they're off a little bit and they're gonna they're yeah, not the gonna slightest open and close. bit's gonna make you haunt gonna haunt you yeah and um it, you know plus there was a there was some nice molding and she wanted to retain as much of it as possible so my job is to you know because i could just rip it apart and buy new molding but that wasn't the you know so i was trying to it's it's basically keeping it strong and making it look as nice as possible. So this is one of these classic cases, Alan, where um, in the old days, I would have just looked at this and go, oh, I, I can do this in a week. I, I, I knew better. You know, mm. I'm like, this is a three or four week job. And so right. this was a classic case of managing expectations. So right out of the gate, I told her because somebody down the road had stripped these things. So they were they they had been painted. <laughs> OK, they were stripped. But there were still remnants of the, well, you know what, what damage that does to the wood crane. Right, right. And I said, look, here's, here's the deal breaker for me. Do you want these stained? And she said, well, not necessarily. I said, good, because there's no way I'm, they, you know that out. You can't just. Yeah. I'm wood, stain works great on new wood or well kept wood. It doesn't work good on wood that's been exposed to the elements for, you know, because these are outside doors. Right. So that alone, you know, that was one of these. I, I learned my lesson. You know, you 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 uh, be realistic. So we were painting, and by by painting these doors, you know, because basically I'm going to get them to a condition where they'll be primed, and that's it. And then when it's time to install them, then the painting could be done. So um, managing the expectations, mm -hmm. and plus, uh, it gives you a little more latitude because if you have to stick some bondo or wood filler in an area and you sand it smooth enough you're not going to see it afterwards right. so but this is what i wanted to throw at you alan because um one of the things that's fun about a project like this is you you get to do a little detective work and so basically folks if you can picture some doors that have like a little uh, veneer this has a little thin like it's not even it's probably a 16th of an inch veneer on the front of the door and at the bottom it was completely puckering and full right. you know and so and in fact, somebody had even slapped a, an ugly piece of uh, plywood on there, which, you know, horrified me. So I took it off, Alan, and underneath was not solid wood. It was a bunch of slats. It was like inch and a half. Uh, it was an inch and a half wide and these little strips and they were all assembled. 
which I talked to a guy. Oh, even Alan's looking puzzled because mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. I was a little puzzled. And uh, I talked to somebody that deals with this all the time, and they said that was sort of common. I think part of it had to do with um, this might have been built, I say 140. I think this was like from the 1890s. And as I recall, wasn't there a big recession in the world back in the like the late 1800s? I thought there was like a, a, a depression, something. Well, and, and what I thought was this was a money thing. They they took the cheapest way to do this possible. They they took a bunch of scrap wood and glued it together, which it, it was interesting from the perspective of it gave me a glimpse into what the situation in the world would have been like back then. I guess that's what I was getting yeah, at. So. You're, you're talking about that transition period between the Edwardian to the Victorian, and you had a variety of shortages right. periodically. And a lot of things weren't so much the cheap way of doing them, but how can we do it with the least amount of material? Yeah, because I'm guessing there's not a lot of waste with this. It's right. like basically taking all the scraps, cutting it into little strips. And, and well, there's another thing with that, Alan, is it, it – um, it eliminates the, you know, folks, if you take a big board and it's because these are pretty big doors, you take a seven foot board, it, it it's if it's a solid piece of wood, it can warp and bow yes, and cup. And so getting that to a good state, that could be that could be difficult. And uh, but um, so I basically had to rebuild it. But I was able to take some, um, you know, pine. They actually one of the big box stores sells pine that is exactly the size I needed. They were Ooh, they were nice. Awesome. Uh, inch and a half by inch and a half, um, um, eight foot strips. And so I cut them nicely. I rebuilt it, I screwed it together and, um, I put a thin veneer and I, whatever I did some Bondo, but what I was getting at is just the notion of, um, it's very interesting. If you come across something old to, it, it gives you a window. It's, it's like a time capsule in, in a way. And I find that stuff real interesting. My uh, customer, was even saying, can we leave any of this exposed? Like you've seen um, mm -hmm. some of the, uh, oh, some of these maybe like a loft plate, like a loft apartment over in some building that's maybe a hundred and something years old. They might have plaster that went over the uh, brick, but they decide, and, and it's falling off, and they might decide to just leave the brick revealed. It reminds me, back, I'm uh, referencing another deep cut of the Kintsugi segment where it's like embrace the imperfection, embrace the story behind the imperfection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Good point. Yeah, it's full circle. That's a good point because it is interesting. I, and, I mean, and it connects you with the past, and it's like, yeah, I agree, Max. It's kind I, of a— I did a restoration a while back on a couple of pieces of furniture, and one of the things that they wanted to do to see how it was built on the inside <laughs> is one area that had been damaged where the, the exterior had been torn away for some reason— we, we trimmed that up and made it look on purpose and actually inset a little piece of acrylic so that you saw the inside mm -hmm. of the unit. Yeah. And just it was just one of those little additives that the, the customer was looking at going, you know, this is too cool to cover up. That's the, th you know, that's the thing. And it's like, I think what I like, Alan, and this, you talk about coming full circle. Mm. I remember uh, one episode of Tool Talk Radio where we, we, we were talking about how uh, working with your hands or carpentry or being a plumber or something, ha it overlaps into other skills. Oh, yes. And I think this work, you know, I, I it's not surprising to me that people like Mike Rowe or people that work with their hands are also great storytellers. And there is a connection, I think, between, um, you know, telling a story with a with 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 a you know an antique door, or telling a story, and or just leaving, you know, that's what makes the stuff interesting is the story behind it. So 
Well, and that's so true. And that is a, a topic that's been brought up recently by the basically the disposable culture is what cool doors or what cool additives or what interesting things are you going to leave behind if it's basically designed to be disposable? Good point. Yeah. And and how how much how much valuable and interesting things are looking us right in the face or how many things do we walk past every day? I mean, I'd say the reason that contractors are able to tell good stories is because their work exposes them to the stories. You're exposed to the brutal honesty of the terrible insulation in Joe's house or the <laughs> or the wonderful Palladio doors that you're working with. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's a neat project. I, I don't know that I want to do it every day, Alan. But it's mm -hmm. it, well, it, it wasn't bad to be able to get out of the cold either. But right. uh, you know, and it's been a lot of fun. And actually, it, it's been fun working over at Palladio because uh, if you if you get a chance to visit there, check out their warehouse. It's you go through it, you'll find doors that maybe are two hundred years old. Oh, yes. They they have got a lot of old things. So it, it's it's pretty cool. But um, uh. Pretty pretty good show today, Alan. It was always it's always nice visiting with our buddy Jay Hill. Max has been mm. on point with his uh, rejoiners, <laughs> and uh, you know we've we've discussed a wide variety of topics. But um, you know, as we say, time waits for no man. So it's uh, it's about time for us to scoot out of here. Uh, so on behalf of my friend uh, Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max behind the glass, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week.